Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedrew Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. Glad you're hanging out with Dad and I here as we are wrapping up first big trip with a bus, with teenagers, back to Alaska. Um, Dan, we haven't talked about what year this might have been, but I'm guessing early 80s by now, but you can confirm that. But the last time we chatted, we were just coming across the border. We had a pretty rough encounter, but we're on our way to see some old friends. And by old friends, I mean, they're old friends to me because I've known them my entire life. But by now, you've probably known them for, I don't know, five years or so. So, <laughs> but they're still good friends. And we're, we're kind of like wandering our way back from Alaska. We're in the U.S., lower 48 now, and headed back towards Michigan eventually. So take it away. Yeah. In our last uh, episode, we had uh, gone through Cook, Minnesota. And remember, uh, if anybody's headed to Cook, I still have a message for Frank that you can deliver for me. Anyway, so yeah, we made it out of Cook and uh, made it to the state police headquarters there. And um, they did not lock me up in jail that night, even though I knew it would be safer there than out on the road with Frank. But uh, anyway, um, we got out of there. But remember, the bus is not running well. The engine is running fine. It just won't go very fast. And so what are we talking? Maybe 35 mile an hour is our top speed. And we still have to get to um, none other than Chuck and Ivy Costa's house and uh, the church that they're attending there in Wisconsin. And so I know that we got to keep the pedal to the metal and go as fast as we possibly can to get there on time. But um, that's not going to be a problem as long as we don't have any more stops. And we did not have any more stops, no more incidents. Um, that next day, we did go through... Um, I don't know what the town was, but it was a, a pretty decent-sized town. And I looked up um, a place, it was a truck stop, and I went in there and um, got 10 lug nuts and put that uh, other tire back on. <laughs> up till this point, we are running with uh, three wheels on the back, and and the other wheel was up there right inside the, the door, you know, right next to the driver's seat. Well, anyway, so I got the, the 10 lug nuts and got the tire put on. Felt a little better about that, going down the road with four tires. Couldn't go any faster. Still only topping in about 35 mile an hour, but at least we got four tires again. And we made it on into um, Chuck and Ivy's and uh, got everything set up there to do their vacation Bible school and so forth. Um, that was a great week. Anytime we could be around Chuck and Ivy, I mean, we had met them on that very first tour in Alaska. And here they are living in, in Wisconsin and uh, Chuck's now on on our board and so forth uh, when we incorporated. 
And so able to do the Vacation Bible School at their church. So that was a great week. But when we finished up there, we still had one more stop. And that was um, in Davis, Illinois. And if I remember correct, that was kind of um, south central part of Illinois. I'd have to look that up on the map. Um, and this was actually the second time that we had been at that church. Uh, we had done just one program there before, and they said, oh, we'd love to have you do, come back and do our vacation Bible school. And so that's why we're back um, in Davis the second time. And that's going to come up um, again in a later podcast, because while we're there, we met another couple. And we'll talk more about that uh, later on. But um, God was at work in their life, and it was just going to be a matter of a year, or maybe it was two years later, until they would be joining us and uh, part of our staff. Anyway, so um, again, that was a, a good week, but we made those contacts there. Like I said, it's going to eventually, uh, they're going to be moving to Michigan and be part of us. Anyway, so we finished that week, and that's our last stop then before we get back to Lansing, right back where we started. Now, when we left, um, we had our itinerary all put together and everything, and that was all typed up on an old manual typewriter, and that would have been um, that would have been Rosemary uh, Rosie Nevius that uh, had typed that up sent it to all the churches and had, uh, you know, the dates that we'd be there. So if anyone needed to contact us, they had the name of the church. They had um, a phone number for the church. Of course, that was before cell phones or anything. And so people knew where we would be and when we would be there, as well as when we're going to be finishing up and when we're going to get back to Michigan. And for those well, that when maybe have not caught like a previous conversation Rosie is Bob's now wife. So we had a conversation with Bob Nevius here a few few weeks back where he was telling us about how he helped create bring bring Howard to life and was really involved. So it's it's fun to see that these there's husband and wife there are together uh, volunteering and being part of the work that you're all doing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, when uh, we first met Bob, he was dating Rosie, but they weren't married, and uh, you know they were a couple years later, whatever it was, and and then they both worked with us, both doing puppets, and and um, Bob was our our treasure, so he was taking care of uh, the finances and everything, and and Rosie was our secretary, and so <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, just uh, some great relationships back then, and still to this day. Well, anyway, so um, like I said, everybody knows when we're going to be back. And the mail had been coming in while we're gone and so forth. But um, when we left, there was a, another missionary couple, had a couple young kids, and they were with an, another organization, but they were in the Lansing area and were going to be uh, there for uh, quite some time. And I had heard about this couple and heard that they had been looking, but they hadn't found a place to live. And so the short version is, is I said, hey, you know, I contacted them and said, 
look at we're going to be gone. We're going to be gone all summer. And um, if you wanted to stay at our house, I mean, it's going to be sitting empty. And and if you did stay there, you know, you could keep the lawn mowed and so forth. And, you know, and that'd be kind of helpful to us and give you a place to live. But, uh, oh, by the way, um, we're going to be back on, you know, whatever the date is, and gave them a copy of the itinerary. You know, if you need to get in touch with us while we're gone, I mean, you know, if the house catches on fire or something, we'd like to know. So, you know, here's phone numbers and so forth. Well, anyway, so they'd been living in our house the entire summer. And like I said, they knew when we were going to get back. But uh, when we got back, Lo and behold, they were still in the house, and they still hadn't secured a place to live. Well, this is not a very big house, and it's certainly not big enough for two families. And so we found ourselves in kind of an awkward situation. <laughs> yep. They're missionaries, you know, and we're missionaries, and they need a place to live. And they're living in our house, and we need a place to live, but we've been living in the bus all summer. So I guess we sort of have a place to live, but they don't. And we'd really like to move back into our own house. <laughs> anyway, so um, that was not at all on our radar. We had no contingent plan as to what we would do if they were still there when we got back and if they didn't have a place. And anyway, so when we got there, what are we supposed to do? So we pulled the bus in the driveway and that's where we lived. We stayed in the bus with you kids and they stayed in the house. But I told them, you know, this isn't a long-term deal. You got to <laughs> right. find a place yeah, you're eventually going to have to find your own place. I mean, if you're going to live in Lansing, it can't be at our place. And I don't know what you've done all summer, but you've had all summer to find something. And anyway, so we had a conversation about that. And and the short version is, is like I said, they were missionaries and they had no money. And to rent a place, you got to have the first month's rent and you have to have a security deposit and, oh, you have to have last month's rent and so forth. And, well, they didn't have the money. Well, I have never been real good about making financial decisions. <laughs> and this probably wasn't one of the better ones that I made. But uh, um, basically, I said, all right, so what would it take? Give me a number. What would it take to get you into your own place? And I don't know if it was a day or two later, I, he came back and said, well, here's what it would be. Well, I checked with Bob. Like I said, he was our treasurer. And um, uh, like I said, we'd incorporated. And so there were some people that had sent some checks and so forth. They weren't regular supporters, but some money had come in during the summer. And bottom line is, I said, okay, we're going to loan you the money so that you can get your own place. <laughs> Basically, I'm thinking, we're going to loan you the money to get you out of my place. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I had learned a lesson prior to that. Uh, I'd heard it or something, and maybe not had, had not really experienced it, but we've talked about it. Never loan money to anybody that you're not willing to give. Don't loan money to somebody expecting that you're going to get it back. If you do get it back, praise the Lord. But if you don't get it back, you got to be okay with that too. Yeah. And we haven't really talked about this yet, but we we will here in another few episodes. But um, you know, scripturally, we're not supposed to charge another brother interest. And so basically what I did is I, I gave them enough money so that they could get into their own place and said, um, you know, pay it back when you can, no interest. You know, and some people have said, you know, uh, you know, what kind of interest are you are you talking about? Well, the only interest I'm talking about is I'm interested in getting it back. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and and that's pretty much where I was, you know, uh, um, pay us back when you can. Knowing good and well that um, that day may never come. But I figured, okay, if we're going to get back in our house, I guess this, this is part of what I'm going to have to do. And I also felt like, all right, they're missionaries, we're missionaries, and this money is God's money. Yeah, it was sent in, you know, and kind of, and it was designated and indicated that, you know, it would go to us. But I'm still looking at it as, no, it's still God's money. Now, looking back on that situation, it was God's money. But I believe now, more so than anything else, that it was God's money as provision for us to get us through our very first winter of being full-time. Yep. What I didn't realize at this point was that um, there's going to be a cycle in this ministry of doing uh, uh, puppet ministries in churches. Oh, yes, every church wants you June and July, and there's still a bunch of churches in August and September and October, and a few in November. But guess what? Come December and January, nobody wants you. Nobody's going to invite another team and, you know, someone to come in in December and January and do something special with their kids. I mean, come on, you got, the, you know, the Sunday school is getting ready to do the, the Christmas play, you know, with all the kids and and. The adults, they're working on the Christmas cantata, and Pastor just wants to get through the watch night service on New Year's Eve and then just kind of chill out for a few weeks. And so December and January are going to be very slow. I did not know that at this point. And by the time we got to December and January, I was sure wishing that um, we had that money that we'd given these other missionaries. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah. But nevertheless, um, God provided. But I guess the lesson um, I want to point out here is that um, when you see a brother in need, you know, we do have an obligation to to help. Now, 
could God have provided for them through some other means? Of course he could have. As far as I know, he hadn't through any other means until we showed up. So I don't know what the answer is, but at that time, it seemed like the right thing to do uh, to help them out and so that we could get back in our own house. Well, anyway, so that's uh, exactly um, how that worked out. And um, you ask what year this might have been. And I should know that because um, uh, we had this discussion with Todd and Brenda uh, relatively recently. I think it was just this past year that their dad passed away. And uh, we did go to their funeral and, and saw them. And we're talking about this time when we took them as teenagers to Alaska. And it seems like one of them mentioned what year that was. But I don't remember off the top of my head. But I guess we could kind of look back in the um, previous podcast and so forth as to when it was that we incorporated and so forth. But anyway, uh, um, what I'm going to say is that's been a long time ago. Yeah. That was yeah. a long time ago that uh, we gave this other couple that money, loaned it to them. Yep. Let's make sure we get that straight. And we have not seen that couple since. <laughs> 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 I have no idea what their names are. I don't know if they stayed with the ministry that they were with. I don't know whatever happened to them. And that does not matter. Yeah. God knows who they are. God knows where they're at these days. And um, maybe the day will come when we'll get a, a check in the mail and we'll say, who's this from? And it might be them. But if that never happens, I'm still okay with it. Uh, like I said, don't loan money that you uh, can't afford to, to give away. And that's yeah. exactly where we were. Well, yeah. anyway, so uh, let's park it there. Um, but here we are at the end of the summer, and, and these kids are going to have to go back to school. And meanwhile, we've still been booking meetings. And so we still have meetings uh, scheduled um, for September and October and so forth. But now it's just... Just us again. <laughs> yeah, Bob and Rosie can help out, you know, as long as it's not too far away. But I'm starting to realize we need to add another staff member or something, because if we're going to be on the road, we either have to do it all by ourselves, or we're going to have to find someone else to travel with us uh, during the, the school year when these um, high school students can't. Yep. And so when we... Uh, Pick up the next broadcast, uh, uh, podcast, I guess is what we call it. When we pick up the next one, uh, we're going to have to talk about uh, where are we going to find some help? And that ought to be a fun story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. And uh, that feels like a, a great place to put it in park. And um, yeah, we'll talk again next week. Eh, this is Grandpa Wisely. You know, I haven't been this excited for Friday since last Friday. <laughs>